Hello everyone, welcome back to the PowerPod. Thank you all for returning. It's It's been a chaotic two weeks or so with guests. So I am looking forward to bringing it back down to, to fitness and health and looking after oneself and not the 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 crime-ridden podcast we've done the last two episodes, man. Holy shit. Uh, today I am joined by Adam and Lee Malloy, who have just released their book, Better Than Before. Lads, thank you so much for coming. Really, really appreciate it. So, um, as I was saying to you before, I have I have similarities with both of your fitness stories in different ways. I have a, I can relate to getting trying to get into the gym for sports, trying to improve my sports performance, and I can relate to fucking quick scoping with the boys, <laughs> like real hard, real hard on Russ, just spinning and shit. So um, it's nice to kind of get both perspectives. So I'll be kind of chucking it back to both of you as we go. Um, but Adam, I'll start with yourself if that's okay. Um, you were into fitness from what I saw for, to improve like your football performance and stuff like that. And uh, you know, when you first, when you first did join the gym, it was there like an initial, yeah, this, this feels great. I'm really enjoying this. Or did you have the like two years feel like I have no idea what I'm doing? Uh, good question. So actually when I first joined the gym at all, it was actually going to like teen fitness classes. Mm. So there was a chap, we lived in Bono and there was a chap who set up this little private gym kind of thing in the community center in Bono. It was mm. called fitness freaks. <laughs> and we set up, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> fitness freaks. <laughs> and it, um, so he set up this little teen fitness class because he wanted to engage the younger population, mm. let's say. So it turned out it was just me and one other fella who ended up going. <laughs> so, it was two of us, so I was basically getting like one-to-one PT yeah. throughout that. And he introduced me to a lot of just the basic stuff. So it's like, here's a barbell, here's a dumbbell, here's a bench press, like these sort of things. So it actually gave me a little bit of a grounding in it. And at the time I was playing my home farm for football. Mm. And we had like a little gym set up in home farm where they'd do like say half an hour in the gym and then go out into the pitch to do your training. Yeah. So I had a little bit of an idea, but it was mostly from a sports performance. So there'd be stuff like plyometrics and like no bodybuilding style training or anything like that. I only really get into that then maybe after a year or so of doing that. And I was really like, as soon as I started doing that bodybuilding style of training and I started getting into the gym from a perspective of the thing I loved about the gym more so than else was the fact that when it's football, right, you can do everything right. You can go training, mm. you can prepare for a game, but you, you're relying on 10 other people to do the job as well. And mm. if they're not, you can have a great game, but still lose. Mm. Versus in the gym, it was like, right, all I have to worry about is me showing up, me doing the thing right. If I tick all those boxes, I'll get the results. Mm. So it's the fact that it was like, it's you versus you. So Individualized, yeah, which is lovely, that 100%. And did you, uh, so at what point do you go like, Right, I'm really enjoying the gym to like I could actually do this as a career long term like was there was it was it a period of like no the gym is great and you had other aspirations for work and then at some point you were like this actually could be a profitable thing for me to get into and something I really am passionate about you know it was always in the back of my mind to be honest as a to become a personal trainer at some point because even when I started going to the gym I would have made a little bit of progress quickly and then you get friends like me for example saying oh you know you're looking like you're putting a little bit of size you know mm. what, what are you doing for this and I, I love giving advice and giving guidance to people on that. Mm. And I'd see other P- PTs in the gym that I was a member of and seeing them flowing about and they're wearing shorts to work, you know, and just chilling. I was like, yeah, that actually looks pretty fresh because mm. here has a toiler and he drives us to work with him and yeah. he's self-employed and like one or two days doing graft with him. You're like, yeah, do you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> 100% of all people show us to work every day. I'm all for that. So it was always a seed that was planted from early on. And as I was going through school, going through college, the gym was the only thing that I really ever felt. Like there was different subjects in school I was interested in and I was a good student in school, but nothing ever felt the same way that the gym felt. That yeah. felt like something I was really passionate about. 
So I was definitely like, if there's a chance I can do this as a full-time career, like get a job doing this sort of stuff, mm. that's 100% the direction I want to go down. Did you watch any, uh, like, in terms of like, getting your information and stuff, did you watch, like, fitness content on YouTube? Did you have, like, guys you followed for info? I did, yes. That's all I watched from about the Yeah, end. yeah, yeah. But he was quick scoping and rust on us on yeah, YouTube. We'll get, to, we'll get to that. <laughs> it's almost more important. It is in some ways, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, all the content. And I watched, I didn't even watch, like, obviously at the time there was like Rob Lipset and, like, all those boys who were coming up. I didn't even watch that content. I loved all the pure educational stuff. Yeah. It's like listening to like lectures about it and like seeing people doing reviews of like the literature and stuff like that. I just loved trying to understand it from an even deeper concept. And I spoke about it on a different podcast before, but I'm the only, but I was divorced in my family to ever really have an interest in that. And my married dad wouldn't be too big into health or fitness or going to gyms and stuff. So I kind of felt at that stage, anything I wanted to learn, I had to do it myself in that sense. And that was the first like opportunity in life where I felt like, right, if anything is going to come of this, it has to be me. I can't rely on my mom or dad to do it for me or to tell me about it. Mm. And that was the first, when I look back on it, that was like the first time where a lot of the lessons that I can bring now into different businesses or entrepreneurship in general. Mm. It was like a lot of the start there, just being willing to go and take action, do your own research, learn yourself, try stuff out, see how it works. If it fails, it fails. You learn the lessons, move on. So there was a lot of trial and error and probably more error in those early years. But at least like for me, the 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 practicality of it and like the science-based approach to know like no this is how it works and once you can understand it like that like i do love it to that like there, there really isn't any guesswork if you put in the hard work in your discipline it will work and that's why like i i know a lot of people talk about when you see a bloke in shape and like look you already know all right this guy's a disciplined guy because you yes. can't you can't fluke your way to that so it's like before you get to like wallets and like bank accounts and stuff like that like if i see you in good physical shape i'm like all right this guy's a disciplined bloke so it's um like yeah that's definitely something i notice and uh, Lee, while 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 Adam was was in the gym, you were like more of like breaking a mental sweat. And the, uh, <laughs> it's a nice way to put it. Yeah. 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 And so, so so actually, during during that period, as as you're like as Adam's working into the gym and stuff like that, is there an, uh, any part of you that's like, okay, I, I kind of see that, and is there a part of you that's like spurring you want to do it, or you're like, I'm gonna let Adam do his thing, and I'm this is what I'm into right now. Yeah, it's a good question. There was definitely moments of inspiration that came just from being around Adam. Um, but like I always just found weight training, fitness training boring. Like mm. I love playing football. I hated running. I hated anything that wasn't me Same. with the ball or kicking the ball, <laughs> I had no interest in. So like doing split squats and like RDLs to try and do your strength and condition, like I just had no interest in mm. it. Um, and then I had a couple of bad injuries that kind of put me out of football for a while. Mm. And like I'd get overweight and then I'd join the gym, try and lose a bit of weight and it'd be back and forth, back and forth. But I never really took to it the way Adam did. Um, and I was always better at quick scoping than I was at the gym, so I just stuck to that. <laughs> and this is so I have um I've I've a brother who's two years below me, which just me and him, and we're like incredibly close, best friends, all that kind of stuff. But even for me now, he's better looking, like thinner, better with like moths, all that kind of shit. Just just is naturally and like probably yeah, yeah. a more popular bloke. And that definitely did in periods make me like envious a little bit, not envious, but almost like. I, I guess a little, yeah, a little bit jealous of like, okay, he he has a lot of things that I don't. So I, but if we were twins, I feel like that would only amplify it for me more yeah. because people can't help but make comparisons. So like, did that at any point? Like, did you feel that at any point? And was was at any point like a frustration for you, or are you just so close? I know you. I heard you guys saying in the pod, you you don't really argue. Yeah, so yeah. is it always just I'm really happy that he's doing something he's passionate about, and so am I? Uh, it was a bit of that. It was also like. I knew exactly how much effort he put into it. Mm. Like, I was having the takeaways when he was having his chicken and broccoli and I was eating the chocolate bars when yeah. he was having protein shakes. Like, so mm. 
obviously I would have loved it. Makes it taste worse for it, you, like when you're having yeah, it. You're like, the, guilt, the guilt comes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, were, like, I knew what it took to get there and I knew I wasn't willing to do it. Mm. So there was not real jealousy then. It was like, I could do it. I'm just not willing to do it. <laughs> and you had a, I, was it the, I know you had a few cracks on it, like trying to get into a diet and stuff like that. Yeah, and then yeah. uh, was it, you had a, a, a split with the relationship and you were like, that's it now. Like it, yeah. that was the moment, like the catalyst <laughs> to be like, yeah, we're on now. It was kind of the joy of it. It was like, you know when you're creating a Tinder profile and yeah, you're using yeah. all the old pictures? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, okay, something, something needs to like, change. Like, folks, here. a lot of other blokes and all these photos, all your good-looking mates are in them, you're like cutting them all I'm out. Just using like, Adam's pictures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not a horrible shout. Like. And uh, and so when you, when you first, like, what was the thing that you struggled with most? Like, for me, it's, it's fucking snacking, man. Snacking in the evenings. I'm yeah. a bastard. Like, I actually am. And I still at that now. And, like, I have to try and outwork almost like that. Yeah, Did yeah, you yeah. find, was it the diet more? Or was it the, the consistency to, like, training and stuff? Do you struggle with more? Probably the consistency. Yeah. Um, oh, fair play. Yeah, no, the diet was... Okay, let me put it differently. The diet was easy to follow once the consistency, consistency in the gym was there. Mm. Um. So it was like, once I started building the good habit of going training, it was easy enough. Because then I was aware of the fact, like, I'm after working this hard all day, in the gym, whatever. Mm. The last thing I want to do is eat a pizza at night and undo all the hard work I've done, mm. you know? So yeah, yeah, once yeah. the training was there, the diet kind of came naturally enough. And Adam, did you notice there was, did you notice that period that there was a little bit of difference in, like, his convictions at that, like, that particular time? Like, I guess since it's been, what was it, post-COVID almost? Yeah. Or just getting into COVID? Yeah, yeah. And did you notice, like, you're like, oh, something's a little bit different this time, he seems to be on it? Or did it just, you just, after three months, you're like, fuck, you're still going, bro? Yeah, yeah it was kind of, yeah, yeah. to be honest, yeah. The early doors, there was nothing that made me think, yeah, this is the time. Do you know that way? It was, he started a new program, he was getting in the gym, doing some stuff. Um, but something was different this time, obviously, and it was great. And I felt like it just gained momentum then as he continued with it. And now he's seen some results. Starting to think outside the box a bit differently. It wasn't just about the number on the scales. Then it was looking at, oh, you know, I hit this number last week on a score. Right? Let me go push it again a little bit. So it started to almost become more of how that was impacting his life outside of the gym. And mm. it's like it just kept on and on. And then you had, um, I remember it was just before Christmas last year, he had a target hitting 75 kilos, right? <laughs> and this was like two weeks. So he started at 95, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 95, target 75. This was over six, seven months. Yeah. And yeah, so like, uh, solid, yeah, yeah. solid walk. And we, he had the target of 75 kg as being like his goal. Wanted to hit that just before Christmas so you could kind of take your foot off the pedal. There we go, well done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then, work with, I think it was like Saturday, say it was like the 14th of December, like a week or so before Christmas. Mm. Like, right, That's the way in. Let's jump on the scale and see where he's at. <laughs> Weird how that shit works, man. Weird how that shit works. Do you know what the first thing I had? Like, I basically just didn't eat the rest of that day until I hit 75. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I finished. In the sauna, in the sauna, in the sweatsuit and all. Like. <laughs> had a slice of chocolate cake in the fridge, first thing I had. <laughs> I'd be, I, yeah, man, I'd be in the fucking sweatsuit in the shower, like, doing, doing like hot bath before a fight. Like, put me back in. I can lose it. Um, I had, I, I worked hard to try and pick like a favourite I guess, passage from your book, the one that like a applied best to me. And the weird, not the weirdest, I had five, five or six here, but the one that I like underlined was commitment plugs the gap between vision and reality. And I was like, fuck. I was like, cause I, I do struggle with commitment, not commitment, but like, I love going to the gym. I love training. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I feel all the benefits when I do it. But there are sometimes in the morning when we get up to train, I'm like, fuck man. And I always know I'm going to feel better the other side of it, which is kind of, like I guess that's kind of the the catch twenty two you have is you like you know you're gonna feel better but like just getting out and doing it 
And um, one of the the interesting things is, would you guys train together when you guys are going to the gym, or do you like? I guess you went into a kind of solo. So do you like training yourself, or do you guys like to go in and work together? I prefer solo. We haven't had periods where he's jumped in with me for now and again, but for the most part, I'm. Okay. Yeah, we, we don't, don't even train yeah. in the same gym. Yeah, we're in different gyms. No way. Yeah, yeah. That's mad. <laughs> is there any reason for that? Or just different styles of gyms you guys like? Different, uh, different styles of training, I'd say, more yeah. so than anything else that we enjoy. I like the kind of old school bodybuilding style. Mm. He likes to vary it up a little bit more and like have different stuff. Yeah, sauna. Sauna and those bits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you should, the, the, the gyms in Marbella, man, it's like half the day. They're, they're there all day because they're like, oh, we go to a restaurant, then Steams, go play Paddle. And then fourth thing on the list is go train. Like that's the, it's not even the priority going in there. It's it's wild. And um, so do you guys? I I I, I didn't see him on a, on the other podcast. Do you guys work together now as well on like the fitness side? Like, do you have a, a business together? Or do you guys have like second jobs you guys are doing? So we both work. I work full time outside of the Malloy Twins. Started off as a fitness page, so yeah. it was Malloy Twins Fitness because fitness was the common denominator between both of us and we always wanted to be in business together we liked the idea of being twin brothers who work together and can yeah. build an empire you know that's our thing so fitness felt like the easiest entry route to doing that yeah well we kind of shifted away from fitness over the last month six weeks especially with the book coming out because even writing the book was more of a process of pulling away from fitness and a lot of stories in the book came from lee's journey initially but then we took a step back and said actually how do we let rules the frameworks we're having here apply to life in general not just mm. a fitness journey because we looked at going through school what helped us be successful with like an even cert or going through college or clients you might have worked with what helped them be successful and we saw the five rules as being more of a framework that you can plug a goal a dream a vision into for life mm. not just a fitness goal or a weight loss goal but mm. anything in general you want to achieve and that's where we've really shifted stuff to now and that's the message that we want to get across to people is not just the message of fitness in the gym but life overall See, it's, it's, it's interesting, if, if you had written a book just by yourself, without, if Lee never got into fitness or anything like that, yeah. the, work, the book would probably be like nowhere near as, I guess, well-rounded as it is yeah. now, because Lee, like, it, I probably relate to most of what Lee did, wrote in, in the book and like his story, because, and like a lot of, like if you had just gone into it and be like, yeah, just train, work hard, you'll love it, you'll, you'll get there, I'd be like, great man, thank, th thanks so much, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but when you add in like Lee's perspective and you guys can kind of combine those together and take your learnings and his experiences, like that's what kind of fueled it to make it like, I guess the well-rounded piece it is. Much more relatable. Yeah. Seeing both sides. How did you find writing a book? I loved it. I did loved you enjoy it? it? Yeah. I, I love writing and like I studied English and French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like writing was always something that, like I always wanted to write a book before I died. Didn't know what I would write it on, didn't know <laughs> what it would look like, but it's like before I die, there will be a book that has my name on it somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so like once this sort of idea came to write a book, I was like hooked from the get go. I was like, yeah, let, let's do it. Mm. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but let's do it. And then uh, we've explained before. Like I basically wrote a full book and went to Adam with it. And he like I'm kind of like the more creative one in terms mm. like I'll sit down and just like come up with this big long passage and then mm. I'll send it to Adam and he'd be like shit 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 that's all right shit 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 that's yeah, good yeah. um so i sent over that first draft he went through it all in detail left all his things and was like don't really like it but i like the idea mm. let's take what's good and rework it and apply a framework to it and then go from there and do you have like i i, I guess you, it's, it's just so interesting because if i worked with my brother i love him to bits he's like genuinely one of my best mates but like we do fucking i'd be adam and we'd be bickering with each other like if he was like this is shit i'd be like fuck you man that's like that, that's that's my life you're talking about <laughs> 
but um, like, do you? Use, I, I, I don't even know. Maybe it's a relationship with twins because you guys are so close together. Like, is it just a you know everything that he's saying to you, and you know everything you're saying to him is never to be taken in a negative way. It's just to try and like improve the situation. So, are you able to take like emotion and like, I guess yeah, emotion out of the conversation, and just be able to take positive criticism when it's there? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like, how would I say? I'm he's my favorite person in the world and I'm his favorite person in the world so I know that if he says to me something shit it's not to hurt my feelings it's because he thinks I'm capable of doing something better Mm. and vice versa as well have you found do you uh do you know any other sets of twins we do actually add two or three from around our area is the relationship similar similar. like do you find a lot or is it I've never met twins who have the same relationship I've met some who get on well but like Mm. me and me I think they're just a different because i i had two i had a, a a set of twins we were good friends were growing up and they're not good friends anymore they were it, like tied at the hip when they were younger and like uh, they do everything together and now at like 25 26 i, I only saw him on a night out and i was like where's uh where's ryan he's like oh he's like oh, he's uh you know we, we see each other like you know at family stuff and i was like what the fuck because they were like close at like close as fuck so i guess it's just yeah it's just like different 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 yeah, people i think and this is just me making assumptions. I think ego comes into it a lot with people. 100%. Where it's like, you know, I, yeah, they want to assert their own individual identities. Like, mm. I don't want to just be the person that looks like Adam yeah, sure. or compared to him. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, I mean, overcoming that, we didn't really struggle with it ever, but mm. I can see in a lot of twins or even just brothers in general, it's mm. like an actively, they're trying to distance themselves from each other to assert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see, I can, I can get that. I can get why, like, especially if you had parents that, would be like, oh, you know, in any of like the Home Alone, any of the movies where they have yeah, twins, yeah, it's yeah. like, all right, you get a room, you get a room, twins in there, and yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm on, <laughs> I, I, I'm, my name's fucking Adam. You're like, <laughs> twins inside. So I, I can get that, but it's, it's, it's genuinely, it's lovely. It, it genuinely is lovely. You guys have such a nice relationship. I think that's like that's what brothers should be. Do you know what I mean? I think that's like at least for me anyway. Like he's probably the one person that sees through me perfect. Like yeah. he'd be like, don't do that. I know you're lying, and I'm like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, how does he fucking know, know that? And like, some people spend their whole lives looking for a real friend, <coughs> but most of the time, it's probably your brother. Or in your case, your twin. You know, like some people never go through life and never find it. But um, I want to talk about your parents a little bit because uh, honestly, when I listened to the the podcast you did with Dongo, like it's fucking inspiring shit, man. To be honest, like I, especially the fact that your parents had you both young. Like, was it 18 and 19? My mom was 18, my dad That's was 19. That's fucking insane. And then, like, to hear about your dad saying that, like, your dad sacrificed a lot to be able to, like, probably sacrificed some of the aspirations he had for his life to be able to provide for you guys. And then, I guess, do you, like, it must do. Do you guys feel that you, you, you've you inherited a bit of that work ethic, even subconsciously, not in something oh, you think about? Without doubt, yeah, without doubt. My dad is always the example that we always talk about, you talk about, like, hard work and graft. Mm. it just puts things in perspective even what i mentioned of going to work with me that mm. like that gave me a perspective on what work really is you mm. know the way so if i remember having a day where like ah oh, it's been a bad day you know i had six calls with clients like here this fella's been out house since eight o'clock <laughs> and his you out, yeah you're like making your protein oats and all you're like morning guys life is so hard you know yeah <laughs> so yeah 100 percent sort of consciously consciously even going through school like to be fair they were not quite disciplined with us mm. strict with us and then as my little brothers kind of grew up, that kind of went to the wayside a little bit more. But I think that's natural when you're a force kids. But like they all like they set the tone for us of like work hard, be the kind of men that we are now. Like that all came from them. And like that's that's probably something that's lacking a little bit in society now, or like changing a little bit, as you said, is like parents are encouraged more to not upset their kids, not make them feel bad about themselves, not you know 
encourage them even if you you know you lose it's about like taking part in all those kind of things but uh, like all the guys all my, my most successful mates now like their dads were fucking get up and get fucking at it like what are you doing and like so it's not it's it's it seems like something and i feel like the next generation now we're going to see it a lot more in like kids that you know don't have as much direction at home and are trying to figure it out for themselves what was your what was your mum like was she a little bit softer yeah, no, she definitely was. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, get in here. Oh, get in here. Yeah. She's going to tell you that when he gets home. <laughs> oh, just go upstairs. I'll talk to him. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and uh, for your kind of... We'll, we'll get into the, the book a little bit deeper on the on the yeah. second half, but I, I saw you had a, a photo up with Ian Gary on your, your yeah, Instagram. Yeah. How, do you, how do you know Ian Gary? Friend of the podcast. Had him on before. Yeah, I've seen that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll explain yeah, that story. Yeah, <laughs> it actually is so all right basically we released the book on the 17th of august and leading up to the release of the book we were trying to just brainstorm irish people who kind of embody the message that we are trying to promote which is yeah. dream big work hard yeah. live life in your own terms no one um, better exactly <laughs> i mean, like it was it was quite ambitious to be fair because like obviously he lives in america he does his own thing yeah. we didn't expect much of it but we were like just hoping they would give us some sort of address we could send a copy of the book you mm. take a picture and send it back to us. Mm. Like we would have been chuffed. So with this that. was a cold reach out. You didn't oh, know him from being yeah. a fuck. Okay, went, I thought you knew him no, from being no, younger. No, no. Went on to his Instagram page, saw there was a contact email address, mm. and just shut off an email explaining. That's crazy. And then she got back to us. Her name was Sophie. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. who booked in my. Go on, Sophie. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. Get him back on the podcast. Um, <laughs> but Sophie came back, and this was before his fight with Neil Magny. It was meant to be Jeff Neil, but then yeah. Neil Magny. So she was like, he's fighting in Boston in August seventeenth, uh, I think it was. Yeah get in touch afterwards and we'll see what we can do. I was like, all right, cool. Definitely, whatever happens, we're going to follow up on yeah. that. But he better win because if he loses, he probably won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then obviously, he destroyed Neil Magny. So I was like, all right, he's definitely going to be feeling good, maybe. Broke him uh, up, man. I've never Broke him up, holy shit. Dominance. But um, reached out then the Monday after the fight. Mm. Didn't hear anything. I was like, oh, shit. So we left it a few days, reached out again. And then just by chance, she was like, oh, Ian's in Dublin with Layla this week. Yeah, if yeah, you'd yeah. like to hand deliver the book. Like, oh shit really so she came give me a glass box <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and it, it, i thought this was the end this was the start of oh, the yeah. story oh, <laughs> yeah yeah so um sent us on uh layla's contact details because mm. she was organizing a schedule for that week and this was on the monday so we texted her the monday i was like uh i tried to i was speaking portuguese now i was just trying to whatever it takes to get in there i was like and um as we got the explained to you blah 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 we're, Dublin Twins, we released this book, we'd yeah. love to give you a copy. And she was like, yeah, sure, we're in Temple Bar for the next half hour if you can make it. And I was like, oh, the PT in the gym, he had a call yeah. with a client. Yeah. I was like, can't do it. Like, how about this evening? Didn't hear back. I was like, all right, tried it the next day. And then again, she was like, oh, we're at the tree arena for the next half hour. But it was always like very last minute. And very- <laughs> I'll be here for four minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and tight schedule, I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen here? And we're in Clondalk, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. getting the tree arena. It's not a quick like, one, it's not a quick no, one in, not. yeah. And then Thursday, we were like, we had it, so like he was going to do some media thing somewhere in town. And she sent us the address, like, we'll be here for 4 p.m. If you can make it in, we'll get the picture, take the book, blah, blah. And like, all right, cool. whatever needs to happen, we'll do it. Mm. We'll be there. We were sitting in a Starbucks across the road from half three. Um, I had a work call. I rearranged <laughs> my schedule and went in there, got the work call done. Then four o'clock, we were get, packing up, getting ready to go over. We were literally two or three minutes away from where we were supposed to meet. Mm. And then I got a voice message off later. It's like, actually, in stuck in Wicklow. We won't be there. It's like, no, <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> so go yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reevaluate. And then Friday morning, I was like, I, we kind of just given up on it at that point. Yeah. It was like, we tried. It's probably not going to happen. But we had signed the books anyway. So we're like, there's no point letting them go to waste. So we sent the last message and was like, 
sorry we couldn't make it happen we have the books here if, you, if there's like a home address or somewhere we can send the books so you can have them at least please let us know we'll send them over we're grateful anyways for the opportunity we're in Argentina <laughs> yeah and then she came back and said Ian's getting a tattoo that's why he's topless in the picture he was getting a tattoo yeah he was uh, in that place's class the heartbreak yeah, yeah, place yeah, yeah, quality um, but she was like he's getting a tattoo it'll take you about four hours if you can make it in we'll do it as a gift whatever we have to do today to make that happen we're going to do yeah. it so got in made it happen in the end and then it was, it was actually our highest performing picture on Instagram so yeah, it's yeah. a great it was snap, worth the hassle great <laughs> they were so nice as well like they let us come in and sit and like be there for 20 minutes half an hour chance who was asking about the book got mm. to me Ian's strength and conditioning coach, videographer, son Leo, Layla, they're all there. So Met the kids as well, did you? Fair play, it's that's class, man. If if you could have other, let's not, even not Irish, but even even celebrities in general, if you could if you could have another experience with like an Ian Gary, if you could pick more athletes or people in life in general, who would you like to meet and pass your book to if you could? Maybe like one each. For me, the little fan boy in me would be Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, just as he had a five girl up, he was like. He was one of the inspirations for getting into the gym as well, because you'd see him with his top off and it's just not beautiful. He keeps it outrageously snug, like, it really, really, really does. Yeah, so he'd be like the little fanboy in me would say, Ronaldo. I'd have to think, like, there's lots of people who we, we put a little list together, like, right, this would be, like, the dream list to, like, people who we could present for. But there's lots of people, not necessarily athletes, that I've got a lot of value from growing up. You did, I did notice you, you, you made sure to not pitch it as a fitness book. And like more of like a self-improvement book. And like I back that because like it, it's discipline in general. Like it applies to all parts of life. And like you can apply it to fitness 100%. But like pretty much all the points you have in your book can be applied to a lot of situations in life. And I think that's the big, like it's so many like fitness, like breaking down like your fucking macronutrients and stuff like that. But it's, it's, it's the other shit. People put way too much into that side and not enough into just get disciplined with like your five healthy habits you need to do a day and like let that compound on itself, you know? Yeah, exactly. What about your Adley? I was hoping I could avoid this question. <laughs> <laughs> right, let me see. Are we sticking with athletes? Stick with athletes. Go yeah, on, yeah. Keep it simple. Right. Oh, see, it's going to be kind of controversial, right? Oh, okay, we like controversial. Well, it's not really controversial, but a lot of people don't like him anymore. But Conor McGregor, growing up. You're, you're, you're in good company here. You like. know, like, we're seeing his journey from yeah. his first fight in the USA to what he went on to make was obviously everything outside of the octagon that's happened since then. Listen. Questionable outside of my scope of practice i don't <laughs> i wasn't there i don't know what happened 100 but just from the pure athlete terms and what he managed to achieve and accomplish mm. in the sport in the sporting world was yeah, i would never see you anything have to give like credit that where it's due yeah. to what he achieved with mental them. mentally fucking strong bastard as well man like there was there's so many moments in scraps where they were like oh he's gonna get his head kicked in now and to be able to believe in yourself walking out like that's like people i think people put a huge amount of emphasis on the stuff he's done wrong and not as much on the you know, there's a huge amount you can take positive. You don't have to take everything from him. No one likes no one likes everything everyone's done. You can look back at fucking Mike Tyson's history and stuff like that. And there's not there's not but like he's he's revered in the world, one of like some yeah, people's favourite people. So I think that other stuff starts to slip away if you don't fucking murder someone. But like the the stuff that he has done, that'll live on, man, hundreds oh, of years. Even just watching his old walkouts and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Sinead Sinead on Sinead sign from Connor, like, oh heavy. <laughs> and uh I'm trying to think. So, in in terms of you, you said in one, in one of the podcasts that um, you said Dublin's not like your long term. If you could, you'd like to go and live somewhere else or travel for a while. Have you guys done any traveling before? A little bit. So I lived in London for a year. He lived in France for about a year. France. Or so, yeah. Where in France? Bordeaux. Oh fuck me! For how long? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was way late. I think it was about four months, three or four months. Yeah. Yeah. My, oh, my, my oh. last partner was French, and then I was doing a masters in Ireland, but it was fully online. Mm. 
yeah because of covid it was all online so i was like right. i could do it from my bedroom in ireland or i could do it from an apartment yeah, in Port blue, blue, yeah. <laughs> love that and how did you like it i didn't to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> well, i wasn't to, a big fan didn't, didn't have to say it man <laughs> i wasn't there so i was like yeah, yeah. i have to go back to know and uh and in, in terms of London, my brother's living over in London now. I was only only over there for um, his birthday. Man, the fucking size of the place. And just navigating oh. your way through the city. That would be the, already is enough for me to be like, I could Even never live there. The Berlin city center for me is yeah. like my fit. But man, I remember, I, we'd be on nights out and go to like a casino or something after. And I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll get an Uber. And Suddenly it's only an hour back to yeah, clap them. Yeah, yeah. You're like, an hour? And you're like, and suddenly it's, it's, you're like, the Uber's 110 pounds or something to get home. It's wild. How did you How did you enjoy London when you I were there? I really like London. Yeah. To be honest, where I were like, you? Uh, I was staying in Canary Wharf. It's oh yeah, yeah, good London. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, I wasn't in, but everyone always says, "Oh, Canary Wharf, are you in Banking are you in?" Like, well, not at all. It was just literally the only place yeah. we could find that it was a co-living kind of area that yeah, we were staying yeah. in. But I loved London. Now I'm not sure if it was. I, I'm a big football fan, so like, there's great access to Premier League games and stuff like that. So that was quality. But it was more so the fact that I think that's been about on another podcast as well. But for me, going to London was a the first real time of living outside of your house, mm. living away from Lee, living away from your man and dad. For me, it was like this little itch I had to scratch her saying, mm. you know what? God forbid my man and dad passed away. Like, I was left to fend for myself, sort of thing, you know? Mm. How would I get on? Apparently, I wanted to go prove to myself that you can live outside of your home where you're comfortable and go away and not have to ring home saying, oh, dad, can you send me a few quids? You don't have to blow it all or anything. And to go away and spend a year away, Still keep in contact, obviously, but mm. kind of being my own man in that sense was such a big growth opportunity for me that I wanted and was happy to be able to do. And then came back to Dublin. Our plan isn't to stay here forever, mm. but things are going really well with the book and we have great opportunities like this. So mm. we're kind of debating at the moment where the next move will be, mm. but I think we both have ambitions to. What's, a, what's on the list, if you could, if they would take, take money out of it? Like if you could live any, if you take, take out, take the money and the visas and stuff out of it, if you could live somewhere. Oh, something about America does. States is class. Talked about. I've never been. So yeah. I, I don't know like what state, like Texas or stuff sounds kind of cool. Austin sounds like yeah. an interesting spot. Like, I know that's where there's a lot of people. South America is always a place that I've been mm. kind of fascinated by. I like the idea of that. Lisbon's the main spot on the list at the moment. Lovely. So Portugal's meant to be great for like, tra like online work yeah. and stuff like that. It's a good place to be, yeah. And then uh, where else would? I was in Italy and Rome and that was unbelievable. So like part of me is like, oh, I'd love to see more of Italy and be around that place. And then we have family in New Zealand and Australia or New Zealand as well. So mm. there's a few places on the list. I think if money wasn't a thing, I'd probably go to the States just because the opportunity over there is just mm. seems massive, you know. They'll just never fucking let you in. Like exactly. it's so tough. Exactly. That's why Canada is a good option because you can slip yeah. down on your, your, your visa you get in Canada treats you like a Canadian citizen. So, and they have a, whatever that word is, you can just slip in and out of oh, America. Yeah, they have a, a, yeah, yeah. Which is a huge, like we were able to go down to Seattle from Vancouver and you just drive straight down. So that would be a, a, a decent option. When you, uh, did you enjoy living on your own and like away from each other? Like, did you miss each other more than you missed your parents? And you know what? I was thinking about this actually. And the fact that me and Lee are like now in business together and do things together, it would be easy to say, oh, well, that's just from a place of comfort. Cause like we've done everything together. Literally came out of the room together, <laughs> sure bedrooms together. So mm. it's almost a natural thing. But I think the fact that we both had periods of time where we lived away from each other. Mm. Like, we're working together because we want to work together. It's not like this, we both want to do it, but we're kind of scared to go alone, so our mm. thing, so let's just do it together so we can protect each other. Yeah. Like, I've been self-employed, Lee's been self-employed. We both have our own things that we do. We live together because we think we are better together yeah. than we are individuals. Like, one plus one equals three, so our thing. He has strengths where I'm weak. 
I have strengths where his weaknesses lie. And like together we're able just to create work and create kind of flows that individually I don't think we'd be able to do. Do you do you finally as as a as a coach now you can empathize a lot more with like different clients when they come in being like I just feel like I, one of my mates Phil he's a very he's a personal trainer in in town here he owns PDPT I don't know if you've heard of it but he um he is like very much like yourself like very just doesn't at least visibly doesn't seem to struggle with like diet and he's like oh no just tune in rice and sweet and just doesn't feel it so him as a coach to me he's like just don't eat it and I'm like yeah yeah I hear you man but like sometimes I get sad and like I want some but do you find that like I would think that would make you almost a better coach to an extent because you can empathize much easier with the people that are struggling or come on board like for me I would want I, I would almost prefer that as a coach to be like I oh, man I, I fucking hey, I've been there myself and like I've got you know I, I like a fucking spice bag myself like that stuff it, it, it helps me feel more like understood as a coach do you find that I'd like to think so yeah um, I'm certainly I mean like weight loss the way it works calorie deficit all that sort mm. of stuff regardless of who it coaches that's the information that they're going to give because mm. that's what works so I think where the difference comes is in the ability to empathize and also ability to be flexible mm. I think like if somebody just has never been fat before or doesn't get cravings for spice bags or chocolate or whatever they don't really understand what it feels like <laughs> to have that origin side yeah, of you where it's like no matter what happens today i'm getting a spice bag <laughs> like the world could be ending <laughs> i'm picking up that phone this evening and, and they'll answer bag. they'll be they there will. yeah they'll they be will. there so like as a coach i think my approach is more slower mm. as in like adam could probably get your results in six weeks if you work with adam mm. work with me it's probably going to take you 10 weeks mm. but with me you get spice bags yeah you know what i mean <laughs> are you doing late yeah. just turn just turn away from adam <laughs> folks over here and um, yeah. price is just doubled <laughs> do, do, you, do you find uh do you guys have like a, a certain type of person you like to coach like i know a lot of coaches have niches and like some people like to do like slightly older people or people getting ready for a wedding is there like one you get like more gratification from maybe or is it just like right now you're just getting experience with like as many clients as you can? I'm actually, the work that I do full-time is consultancy within businesses. Nice. So I'm not uh, doing fitness clients per se anymore. When I was in the fitness space, though, my favorite client's work, it was, I'd say men from the age of maybe like late 20s, early 20s. Because mm. I just felt like at that stage, they were at a point in life where like, well, I've had enough of this. Mm. You know, the way like the fun's over. To an Metabolism extent, is so. slowing down. Exactly, really, yeah. yeah. It's like, right. This isn't puppy fat. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's dog fat yeah. now. Like, it's fucking dog fat now. And, and generally, they're just really, like, I got along with them. They generally were into football. So you could have good conversations with that. You know, it wasn't all just like stuff that you couldn't relate to in that sort of sense. So that's who I really enjoyed working with. Yeah. It's hard to pick a demographic. Yeah, yeah don't alienate a demographic. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to. You're all good. <laughs> well, I think what, what came, like, the personality for me was more. Like I like working with certain personality types. So people who like don't take themselves too seriously, they're easy to get along with, chilled. They're not like, because as a coach, there's nothing worse than having a client who doesn't want to do any work and wants to blame you for everything that's going wrong. You know, yeah. and like they come from 18 year old up to 65 year old, you know what I mean? Any age group, any color, any ethnicity, whatever it might be. So some, once someone's relaxed, chill, not getting into it and they're open to criticism. Yeah, mm. that, that's my, um, my missus does um, online coaching with a, a company it's all all female clients and she's found or at least what i see as like i've, I've fucking watched her do it she has she she does find what gets her down the most is people who 
miss their check-ins miss you know miss on their 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 diet like there's very very like obvious things of that of they've fallen down on and then they're like i'm not making the progress you promised me but then also on the flip side of that if she gets a comment being like oh my god Merlin, i've lost 10 pounds i've never felt better in my life i i love my food i have more energy that brings her all the way up so do you find that you can't get too personally invested if you were going to be like coach or like because if you get overly invested and they don't give you 50 50 percent back then you're left as it doesn't matter how much they, they need to want it more than you you know yeah it's a good question especially early days as a coach i think probably everyone will fall into that yeah what i found helpful when i was going through was the acceptance that you can't take full ownership of the client's yeah. results you know that way and it's tough because you want people to succeed and if, mm. especially if they're paying money and giving you time and energy you want them to do well but at the same time as a coach it's like you have certain things that you can control making sure you show up for the client in the best way possible make sure you're not slacking make sure you're following through making sure you're holding up your end of the bargain and meeting them with empathy on where they're at but not taking ownership and acceptance because ultimately if it's gonna succeed long term like you can't be the savior for them you know they have to be the one in the driver's seat and you're more like the gps who can give them the direction of the roadmap and help reroute if you have a bad day or whatever else but if it's going to sustain long term and empower them to have long-term success they have to be in the driver's seat with it so as long as the coach you're showing up you're taking all your boxes you're holding up your end of the deal and you're able to meet your client where they're at like unfortunately that's all you can do mm. everything else has to be led by the client you can try to support them as much as possible but tying your worth as a coach to every single person's results is just gonna happen. you'll be disappointed all the time man 100 percent um, I mentioned there that that one of the my my favorite piece of the book, and then another one that kind of struck me was the the flea in the jar analogy. When I saw that in the book, I was like, "Where the fuck are these lads going with this?" But to be genuinely, when I started reading through it, I was like, "Fuck, man, it's actually like, like it's actually facts," and I can I can definitely pull moments of my life where that's happened to myself. And um, I want to see what what part of the book, let's say out of out of the five rules you have, which one do you think applied most to yourself? At this moment in time, or yeah, at this moment in time, let's say like, uh, fifth one. Yeah. Fifth one, focus on the process and not the outcome. You, you too? Amen. <laughs> I, I think, I, I, well, like, it, it's actually weird because I have probably two or three that are all very applicable, but that one in particular, if you don't start to, if you get so focused on, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be me now in six months. And as soon as you get there, anyway, you see all these guys who crash diet loads and they get to their goal and then straight, they're straight back to their old routines. So it's almost kind of falling in love with those, uh, I guess with with the process and did you uh did you have like 15 rules and then you were like we have to break this down to five and you had ones that you like left on the table or were you like we you got to five and went that's them uh we actually didn't we we were very intentional like yeah we said we want there to be five rules yeah, <laughs> and then i don't we, know why you picked five to begin with yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite number though so oh, I, was, I, was going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was always wondering when i like i it, it must be hard like when do you guys think or did you guys at one point be like that's it we're done like is it, I, I find it, it would probably be so difficult to be like oh, let's shut that in yeah 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 that, that this little bit but there's then you know, a, it, it, someone has to go that's it yeah that's it there's and, a great quote I don't know who said it but I think it was like Da Vinci or someone like that but it's like a great work of art is never finished it's just yeah. abandoned yeah, yeah so like you just reach a point where with it where it's like it's not perfect but it's as good as it's going to get and mm. if we keep working on this it's probably going to be like diminishing returns mm. so it's like i'm proud of this he's proud of this let's go with it <laughs> so moving forward as like a 
is 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 books and like writing books is that something you guys want to do in your future or is that like just one area of the business you'd like, like to, to build? build yeah it's one area a big area mm. we both love reading we get a lot from reading so we want to share that with the world it's blowing up right now as well reading it's it's it started in the last year or two people are over covid people are much more interested in like self-improvement books and stuff now i guess they had more time history yeah and mm. um, so that's definitely one thing we want to keep going as well as that we want to continue doing more speaking engagements so getting out, actually being able to talk to people, run events, that sort of thing. Where because I think this sort of stuff is, this isn't like gonna isolate anybody. Everyone can connect with this stuff. And we were chatting yesterday actually on a, a, a conversation we were having, and in the area like where we're from or like where other people are from, the idea of personal development is like a foreign concept. Yeah. If you even mentioned the word like meditate, yeah. it's like you shot somebody, you know, that way. Yeah. So we want to introduce people to the idea that, look, you don't have to go to that level, you know, like there's different entry points to this stuff. Mm. But like these concepts are stuff that we've taken and have had such a big impact in their life and keeping us from going down the wrong roads or maybe helping us get back when we did go down the wrong roads. Mm. Like, we can get this to people, no matter what stage of life that they're in, like they can take this and start making the next steps towards whatever it is they want to do in life. And mm. especially younger generation, you know, kids growing up, you mentioned earlier the difficulties of being a younger person in today's world. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's enough of these kind of messages going out. 100%. There's almost like, we speak about it like rights and responsibilities. So everyone has the rights to have these big dreams and goals. Everyone has a right to want something bigger from life than maybe their parents had, than their cousins have had, than the lads who went before them have had. And that's part of being new when everyone has those rights. But everyone has the responsibilities of actually sucking it up and doing the hard work that comes with it. Of putting the graft in, like you setting up this podcast, driving all the equipment in and out, you know, having the, I love the, it. the headaches. You know, there's <laughs> gonna be moments throughout yeah. where you're like, This isn't worth it, I couldn't be arsed at this mm -hmm. stuff. You wanna have the road skills, the responsibilities are just built into that. And we want the book to be a message of that. Yes, have the big dreams, have the vision, but don't forget about the work that has to come to back all that up. Otherwise it's just gonna be a dream and never a reality. This this sounds like hate bringing them up, but there's there's thing uh Tate used to talk about, you know, no there's there's Take away all, similar to McGregor, yes. shit that shit that you don't agree with, shit that you do agree with. But one thing he did talk about that kind of relate to me is he's like, uh, when he talked about his fighting career, and he's like, I wanted to fight and train about 25% of my life, which is about a quarter of the time that he trained. Yeah. And all the other times he went, he's like, I went because I had to. And he's like, it's not. And like the idea of holding yourself accountable to something like that, I think is so fucking powerful. And it, it's... It's it's only I love the idea of it only being it's only you you're gonna let down and that needs to almost be more to you than letting your coach down is letting yourself down I think that's kind of that personal responsibility is something that like I guess isn't as popular as it is today but it is getting spoken about more but it um was would there it's it's interesting you guys would you ever consider starting a podcast it's such an interesting like dynamic between the two of you I feel like it would be excellent oh thank you yeah we definitely would definitely would be into I think that would be interesting I think it'd be very interesting yeah. I wonder if uh, if if when you're moving forward, if you guys want to travel, would you want to do it together, or would you do you guys have different places you'd like to go? No, together is the plan. Nice right? man. Yeah, if they're just in a, I, I don't think whatever way our life will go, success wouldn't feel complete if it, yeah. if he wasn't by my side, or I wasn't by his side. Do you know what I mean? Beautiful man, that's lovely. <laughs> and did you have a what what age are you guys? You're twenty four. See, man, you're fucking so young. Shit. <laughs> 48 together man the amount yeah, yeah, yeah. the amount of people that come in that like even when when we were talking about jay and we had jay on i was like he was like um i was like oh you know i'm feeling a bit much getting tired more and more i was like how old are you I was like 23 I was like, <laughs> oh my god okay you don't even know the meaning of the word never felt older being 28 years of age like people people saying that it's like, oh man it's like 21 is a bitch i was like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. wait till you're fucking 30 man <laughs> 
And uh, what do your parents make of, of you guys writing a book and like the career kind of path you've gone down? Are they are they happy, proud of you? I'm sure they are. I'm sure biggest, they are. Biggest fans, yeah. Them and me nanny. Them and me nanny are always like... The first yeah. purchases, I'd say, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. before it's even done, as soon as you mentioned the word book, it's like, I'll buy a copy. <laughs> it was like, it's made, nanny, relax. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they... It's an e-book. I'll buy a computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Buy a brand, brand new Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Downloads it. <laughs> but yeah, they're awful. I think... Uh, like they bought copies of the book every podcast every radio interview we're on they're like you're up against the radio listening into it you know that way always saying that was great well done that sort of thing so that's beautiful as well if it's one of the as we kind of wrap it I've, i have a couple of not weird but just interesting questions not so so late to the book if you could take one quality from adam that that you you envy him what what would that be probably his oh, either his discipline or his perseverance yeah i'll take some of your discipline actually you throw, <laughs> like throw it's that. crazy you should like the gym sessions he puts them like i'm a personal trainer so mm. i should probably be like well i don't work as a personal trainer anymore but <laughs> qualified personal trainer um so like i should probably be more like adam in that sense but like mm. he is never happier than when he has a two-hour gym session of like four sets 15 reps tempo work all this sort of stuff and i look at that and i was like oh <laughs> yeah. i go i go i go in like first thing this morning i was like all right lat raises <laughs> eight eight sets real real five but like aside from the jokes like his level of discipline is like for sure like some people you ever have a conversation with somebody and you're doing something and you think you're doing it well and then they tell you how they're doing it and it just redefines the standard of what good is yeah pretty much every area of my life if i compare it against his it just resets the standard of what's good enough mm. and it's great like i'm like the more time i spend around him the better version of myself i become because i realize there's always a new level to it and like if i don't know if i'll ever catch him i hope i don't because i'll run out of things to chase then yeah. but it's like each time i re reach a new level he's already leveled up and then i get to go again that's f fucking lovely, man. This is a heartwarming episode, man. Holy shit. Uh, same question to yourself. For Lee? Yeah. Lee has, uh, honestly, so many qualities that I think if I had would make me an even more well-rounded, yeah. I'd say. Like, he's, he's a very, uh, maybe not the easiest way to break it up, but if we were full like, different angles, like, I'm more of the right brain, he's more like the left brain, yeah. more, like, analytical versus emotional. Like, I think Lee's ability to connect with people his empathy is like really solid. He's just someone that I've never met anyone who has a bad word to say about. Mm. So anyway, his sense of humor is great. He's funny, really personable. Like I think he brings, I hope I bring bits of it, but like that's an element of his personality that I'm so aware of is even when he's meeting with clients or like how he engages with people in these sort of conversations. I think he's really skilled in that area. And there's something about that that I look at like, yeah, you know, he's like, there's something talented like there's a gift there that i think he has to connect with people it's also so important do you know what i mean it, like both areas are so like for me as if i was gonna have a coach i do want to have that motivational side and see them be able to like fuck he trains like an animal i want to train like that yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, just as much as that i in those low moments where i'm like fuck it's thursday i've trained four days this week i don't want to get up i need that kind of empathetic side to be like i know it's hard right now but like these are the moments you got to push through because this is where this is where the changes are made. These moments you look back on. So like you need both. It's almost like together you guys form the like the perfect yeah, coach essentially, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. fucking amazing. It's a shame that the egg split into, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> oh man, I couldn't imagine being like eighteen and then you go, yeah, it's twins. By the way, you go. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. That's why it's funny because like most people who are born, well, uh, whose parents are eighteen when they have them, they're like, oh, it's definitely a mistake. But like one of us was a hundred percent a mistake because nobody tries to have the second one out as well <laughs> yeah so it's not good reading for me <laughs> and uh do you do you, this is just uh, and more 
like out of curiosity do you guys find that you do have a weird like me I, I spoke with my brother that my brother knows I'm thinking a lot and like but I guess that's just from being around each other a lot do you guys find you have like a weird little like understanding of each other more so than maybe your other siblings is that the case completely Fucked, completely like it's so weird we will have the exact same opinion on different things that we see or like different people or whatever else and we won't say it to each other but then one day we'll just come up in conversation and it's yeah. like we both had the exact same thoughts on it um, and even from an energy perspective, I think we pick up really well on each other. Like for the Malloy twin stuff, Nido's a lot of the creations or a lot of like the Instagram posts, he'll make a lot of them in the reels. And I can feel off him like when his energy is maybe like a little bit low, I was like, God, you know, I'll try a post today, take a bit of yeah. flack off him or equally he'll notice maybe I'm struggling with something and he'll just pick up on that and mm. pick up the slack and go with it. So we do have almost like, we don't have, I think people talk about like twin telepathy where you can like speak to each other. Mm. We don't quite have that. But I think we do get a good sense of feeling each other and know where we're at. I like your, uh, your Instagram logo, your, your, the, the split face. I thought that looked class, man. It stands out, stands out a lot in my DMs when I go through it. I think it looks great. Um, yeah, like as, as we kind of roll towards it, if we had, is, is there any kind of urgency for you to, you know, get this book out in front of as many podcasts as possible and push it? Or is this going to be something that you can market now for the next, you know, five years, 10 years? Is it going to be something you can always push back to? Like, what would the, the immediate plans would it be? Media plans, I think, is to keep trying to get ourselves out there as much as possible, yeah. using the book as a mechanism almost to mm. speak to people, sure. Because one thing we've heard back quite a lot from people is, like, the book is great, but hearing our personality, the dynamic of twins is, like, something that's different as well. Very interesting. You know, twins is obviously rare enough, but being out there, the relationship that we have, and being able to bring out these sort of concepts, but come at it from an angle that's not some you know, like someone who was a monk or someone who grew up in different environments, but being able to come out from a relatable kind of angle and put that out. So the more of that that we can do and push this message, the better and continue to share our message and hopefully inspire other people who are listening or watching. What uh, what, what, what would be, if you, if you could have, everything goes the exact way you want now, next five years, everything goes the exact way you want, what would your, what would your life look like, do you think? That's a great question. Sam everything, prepared. <laughs> every, if everything flows out the way the way it works, I actually ask loads of people this, and they all kind of go, "Fuck." Because yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, even for myself, I I look at things five years ago that probably won't happen. But if it could, if it could go yeah, exactly no, the way you want, no, hundred percent. Uh, I'll I'll paint it in like broad brushstrokes, and hopefully we have a nice little Mona Lisa at the end of it, right? Away, so I'm just gonna throw yeah, some things yeah. out there, paint right? Away. Five years from now, if everything goes well, most importantly, my and Abner's relationship will be as strong as it is now if not stronger because mm. something that we're both conscious of is as people go into business together egos can inflate things can come up where people clash heads and then all of a sudden best friends turn enemies whatever that might be yeah. so keeping the, the goal in mind that the most important thing in life is family connections and the meaningful yeah, relationships you have together. exactly so five years from now regardless of where we are me and Adam are as close as we are now uh, financially we would like to be in a much stronger position Hopefully, and ideally well enough to pay off a parent's mortgage and to be able to retire our dad because he's worked for far too hard too, for far too long. Too long, too long yeah. Look after our little brothers as well because, I mean, family is family. You have to take care of your own. All boys. All boys. All boys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my nanny as well. Like, my nanny, to be fair, she, she's young. Like, she, by nanny standard, she's 69. So, like, you know, she's quite young. But I would love, she I don't know. The clubs. I don't know what her bucket list is, but I would love to be able to just do whatever it is with her that she ha never got because she too like she had quite a tough upbringing and then yeah. raising children and all that she had not not much money and she was probably fucking integral to use growing up oh, as well and she's sure. second mother yeah yeah, yeah so like i would love to just me and Adam be able to do something to take her off somewhere she's always wanted like she brought us to disneyland when we were kids so i was like we need to repay that debt mm, and just yeah yeah she, she loves mama mia so i'll probably go to greece or something like that but <laughs> so do all of them <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, I might dodge that one. I'll, I'll chip in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for me, success boils down to like three areas. There's like fitness, uh, finance, and then like family slash relationships. Mm. So if five years from now, if I'm still fit and healthy and in, in decent shape, and I have a body that does the things I wanted to do, mm. still have meaningful relationships with the people I care about, and have enough money to do the things I want to do, then I'm a happy man. <laughs> fucking amen lads fucking get that tattoo in your back like <laughs> and uh same, same for yourself very similar similar boat i'm very sure very yeah. similar um five years from now say so definitely be financially set up in a position where we can look after but we i'm not saying we want to be billionaires but we don't want money to be a concern like we grew up in an environment where money is everything you don't make a decision without checking your bank account first you know that way and I understand it's a reality, like it's, you know, that's life, that's just not the life we want. And part of the book is like, have a vision. It's like part of our ideal vision is that's not a concern as much, you know, that way. So being in a financial position where we could look after ourselves, our family, set people up like our brothers up to a point where it's like, I'm not saying I want to look after them forever. They have to be their own men, you know, but set them up so they can go and pursue stuff exactly. that they want to do. Pay off the parents' mortgage will be a dream. Um, and then for ourselves, at least I keep our relationship intact. And the big thing for us, even coming into like, I'd say influencer territory, right? It is like coming on podcasts and stuff. The big thing for us is always, we don't just want to be a flash in the pan that come out, launch a book, try to jump on a trend and then disappear or fade into the background. Like we want authenticity and longevity. We want to have a message that continues to grow as we grow. And especially like if it's a fitness space, it's like your body has a limited age on it. You know, maybe mm. you can be a fitness influencer in your 20s and your 30s, but as you get to 40s, 50s, the body might disappear. So yeah. if all you are is a body, then, you know, what are you going to do when that goes versus... We want to be people who can share a message that only grows and compounds, gets even stronger, appreciates with age as it gets older. And hopefully we can use the next few years to be a walking example of what's in the book mm. so that in time to come, we can share that message and actually lean back on the experiences we've had to inspire people who are coming through. Jesus Christ, lads. Fucking emotional and motivational <laughs> fucking conversation. Couldn't be more different to last week, my God. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, has there been a more a more informationally packed episode and more like positively, like just a positive feeling on episode I've done. I don't think there has. You guys, the, pretty much everything you've said, I agree with. I mean, your your emphasis on family and brotherhood and love and stuff is, is I, I wish I wish I heard it more, to be honest. It's it's fucking beautiful. And I, I wish you both all all the success, lads. Better than before, the book the guys, the guys just released. It's available now. It's available through your links on your Instagram. I'll have it linked in the bottom of this episode. There's a ton of value in there, lads, genuinely. And as I said, there's there's such a beautiful uh, opportunity to get two perspectives because there it is, it's written by both of you, which is something that I know a lot of the books that I've read, it, it's, it's tough to get two perspectives on a book because usually it's, it's one bloke telling his story. But just when you think, you know, maybe you don't relate to Adam's story as much because, you know, you struggle with the fitness side and the motivation side, there's Lee's perspective in there for you. And if you're someone like Adam who, who has found, you know, I don't struggle, I love every part of the process, there's a ton of value in there for you to take it to the next level as well. So, lads, I, I genuinely appreciate your time. I wish you all, all the luck in the world. And uh, I'd love to have you back on again oh, when, it, sure. ne when yeah. your next venture could, comes could in. Could I ask you a question before we finish? Get it in there, I love mate. picking the whole sprint. Pick away, man. Love it. Because you've obviously had a lot of uh, interesting conversations with some varied characters. <laughs> so could you tell us, obviously, the five-year-olds came from us reflecting on how we got to this point in life, what worked well, what didn't. What's one lesson or one reel that you've taken from any of the guests that you've had in your podcast that like have stayed with you since that conversation? Okay, there's two. There's, I had Joss Mooney on, on my podcast who was like the first really successful bloke that I had on who has like kind of things that I want, which is like the nice villa in Marbella, has like an RA, all those things. And he, 
he spoke a lot about how it's only I asked him about like how does it feel to have all those things that you have now and like the materialistic things and all that stuff and he was like it's only any way enjoyable because I had nothing in, in like my 20s or I struggled when I was younger not even struggled but just didn't didn't have the opportunity to buy these things and that's the only part that makes it enjoyable for him now is being able to look back and be like Jesus lads I'm driving an R8 now yes. like that's the part that he enjoys so that part the enjoying the journey and understanding that the only way the next part of the journey is enjoyable is because you've done this part so that kind of blew me up in terms of looking at the podcast as just keep doing episodes don't worry about which one's more successful which one you can clickbait the right way to get like you know more views just just try and put out quality shit and the rest will take care of itself and that genuinely has been the case now the more episodes i put out each one does better than the last one so that one stands out for sure and then honestly man your your lads your your lads like speaking on importance of family and where did what what comes first like a lot of people talk about priority they're like oh man i want a fucking nice gaff for me and my missus or i want a fucking a lot, the car is a big one a lot of people talk about yeah, that yeah. the fact that i asked you what your priority is for five years and what would be the most important thing and you said i want my relationship with my brother to be the same like that's fucking cool man and that's i like i guess even in the last three or four years the importance of family has like doubled for me and i've understood even more like i guess living abroad a lot you miss out on a lot of birthdays or like you know family events or christmases or stuff and and you realize when you get back like fuck i'm not gonna have that again i have a, I have a sister who's nine and i was away from her being like four to seven and when i got back she's a completely different person like she's not like a toddler running up to you and now she's on fucking tiktok and doesn't want to talk to me and he's like you're weird and i was like fuck you loved me when i left and just understanding that like you don't get those moments again but like the whatever the trips to fucking ibiza whatever they are like those things will come so genuinely that man and just emphasizing like family first wherever again so yeah generally you boys have blown me away a little bit with that so i appreciate that and um yeah man i think you have a fucking great message lads genuinely do i think uh i think in the fitness industry a lot like so much of it comes down to like image or like especially like successful on instagram is image is huge perception is huge what what can i sell is huge like those things and i think more people like yourselves who are focusing on the, the journey itself and look, knowing the rest look after itself I think that's where people should focus so yeah I, I, I encourage you all to read read the book lads it's it's it genuinely has so much value in there it's not just fitness based it's not just about growing a beautiful upper chest like it's it's actually it's 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 stuff that you're going to be able to hold for the rest of your life so I genuinely appreciate it boys I'm looking forward to having you on again soon okay I uh, appreciate it Sam thanks for your time cheers lads subscribe all that shit appreciate you folks bye bye